All right. Uh, there has been a question asked about drug licensing. And should Canada make compulsory licensing permanent in this country to prevent drug shortages? Uh, a short-time measure that's been brought in because of the COVID-19 pandemic. Well, Joel Lexchin, who is a professor emeritus of health policy and management at York University, also an emergency physician at University Health Network, uh, joins me on the line. He has written about this and is here to talk a bit more about this idea. Joel, thank you so much for being with us. Thanks for your interest in this, Jill. Well, I think whenever we hear the phrase drug shortages, people that rely on their prescriptions and need them uh, get nervous. And uh, people have been reassured that as long as people don't stockpile, there will be enough uh, prescriptions and medication to go around. Uh, But what has changed as far as the compulsory licensing while we're dealing with COVID-19? So let me just start off by explaining what compulsory licensing means. Um, Drugs are typically under patent uh, under patent for 20 years. Um, compulsory licensing simply means that another company is allowed to produce and market that product even when the patent is still in effect. And typically these are generic drug companies. Canada used to have compulsory licensing between 1969 and 1994 as a way of controlling um, how much we spend on drugs because generics um, are considerably cheaper than the brand name versions. All right. And so under what with what we're dealing right now with COVID-19, that's been relaxed a bit or that's been or has that been brought in for a certain period of time? Um, Yes, the government's uh, current the bill that the government passed last week says that um, if you get a compulsory license, it's good for a year, and they're not planning on issuing any new ones after September 30th of 2020. And when it's been tried before, not surprisingly, the drug companies with the patents don't like this. Has there been much response from the, the bigger drug companies? Um, so far, no. I mean, The last time I looked... Um, the organization that represents the major drug companies in Canada hadn't yet taken a position on this new piece of legislation. And do you think maybe that is it because they've brought in the one year time limit in that it's not like they're opening the doors to this and saying from now on uh, we'll have this licensing in place? It could be or it could be just the optics of saying um, of appearing to be against um, a public health measure the drug companies, I don't think, would be looking very good in the public's eye if they were to take a position that said, if you can't get enough drugs um, to treat um, COVID-19, too bad. Right. That would not look good at all. What about in the bigger picture, though, in that somebody might hear this and say, yes, this is great. It's going to bring down the cost of drugs. But does it then take away the incentive? Where's the incentive of a bigger company to make these patents and to do the research, to spend millions on research to come up with these drugs if they're just going to be given to generic companies? Um, I think we have to realize that um, drug companies do not develop drugs just for the Canadian market. Canada is under 2% of the world market. Um, Realistically, what we do in terms of drug prices has minimal effect on the profitability of the large drug companies. Um, So the fact, if we um, start giving out generic 
um, compulsory licenses to generic companies and they um, produce drugs at lower cost, that really won't affect the major drug companies. In fact, when we had generic uh, compulsory licensing back in the 70s and early and 1980s, there was a federal report that was undertaken um, that concluded that since compulsory licensing had come into effect, um, company, the large drug companies had done better in Canada than they had in the United States. Uh, and would it be the same now, do you think, or what would stop a company then, a generic company, from, from taking that and, and producing it, manufacturing it, not just for Canadians, uh, but around the world? Um, that's possible, but the size of the generic companies that we have is not um, not large enough to undertake that kind of worldwide distribution. Moreover, other countries may not um, accept drugs that are produced under compulsory licenses. I don't think that that's a major worry. Uh, because that is one of the arguments, though, uh, that, that goes back in that, uh, that yes, what you say is true. They're not only making drugs for the Canadian market. They're obviously making it for an international market. But again, where is the incentive if your patent is then going to be given away? Well, again, what if your patent, if you lose a percentage of your Canadian market, you lose the entire Canadian market. For your product, how much of your overall profits have you actually lost? And the answer is a minimal amount. In fact, the idea that drug companies are spending um, most of their money doing research and development is a fiction. There's a study out of the United States that shows over the past 15 or so years, companies have spent more on share buybacks and dividends than they have on research and development. But they are still investing, and again, I don't mean to just cheer for the drug companies, but they are still investing millions or even billions in some cases to come up with life-saving drugs. They do um, invest a considerable amount of money. Some of the drugs that they invest in are very worthwhile. I work as an emergency physician and prescribe um, those drugs. But if you look at the objective measurements of the usefulness of drugs, it's about one out of 10 new drugs that are actually substantial therapeutic improvements. The rest of them are, um, are not, and they're invested because they, companies see them as a way of making money, not as a way really of improving public health. Uh, and, and just to go back on, on your earlier uh, saying that b- because of the market size in Canada or the size of the generic companies, it won't really hurt the bottom line. But that Canada would be a one-off, wouldn't it? And would other countries not look and say, well, if they're doing compulsory licensing, why not do it here too? And it could, could, could it not then happen in other countries as well? It could. In fact, it already is. Israel has issued a compulsory license for a drug that may be useful in treating um, COVID-19, so is Chile. And I think in these situations, we have to decide whether or not we're willing to let the drug companies um, charge what they want, or we're willing to um, have shortages in drugs, um, or we want to protect public health. I'm in favor of the latter. All right. We will leave it there. We're right out of time. Uh, Professor, thank you so much for your time today. Appreciate it. Thanks very much again.